the Recollect Podcast, where we take a few moments to reflect on the Collect of the day to take our Sunday prayers into our weeks. Our Collect this week is from Maundy Thursday. Almighty Father, whose most dear Son, on the night before He suffered, instituted the sacrament of His body and blood, mercifully grant that we may receive it in thankful remembrance of Jesus Christ our Savior, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Recollect. My name is Rachel Wasink, and welcome to a special midweek Holy Week episode. Today, we are praying the Collect for Maundy Thursday as we journey through Holy Week. In the Book of Common Prayer, there are Collects for each day of Holy Week. Maundy Thursday is a day when many churches have services that include practices modeled from the Last Supper, like taking communion and foot washing. So it's fitting that this Maundy Thursday Collect celebrates the great celebrant, Jesus, who on the night before his death broke bread with the disciples. This Collect was modeled after one of Cranmer's Eucharistic liturgies in the prayer book. So let's take a look at this Collect. Our proclamation begins saying, Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before he suffered, instituted the sacrament of his body and blood. We begin declaring God Almighty and Jesus, God's dear Son. Hours before Jesus would be handed over, we proclaim God Almighty, that He is a Father of a Son so dear to Him. The Lord knows what His Son is about to endure, but He also has a plan for that night, for the words and lessons Jesus shares with His disciples. The disciples sitting at the table with Jesus had plenty of confusion about what was happening. But even amidst confusion, we still proclaim God Almighty, a name we return to again and again in our colics. Our proclamation then paints a picture of what Jesus did. He instituted the sacrament of his body and blood. Sacraments are a tangible sign of an intangible reality. Jesus gave the disciples the tangible element of bread and wine as the intangible reality of partaking in Christ's body and blood. Through these elements, Jesus teaches that his saving of us is not some abstract concept, but rather something that is alive, that is real, that we participate in. Jesus gives himself in the Eucharist. Amidst the great wilderness Jesus was facing and heading towards his death, he prepares a table for us to feast at. In receiving the bread and wine each week, we are rehearsing the rhythms of a wedding feast that is to come. Jesus did not want to leave his disciples without first teaching them how to feast on the Lord, and from that feast, learn to love one another. Jesus preached a lot of sermons, but one of my favorites are the words he shared at the Last Supper table. Author Dorothy Sayers has a play cycle of key moments of Jesus' life that were made into a radio broadcast play. 
In the play for The Last Supper, the scene opens with the disciples experiencing a vast gamut of emotions. Sayers describes the disciples' character mood, saying, At the beginning of the play, the disciples are still in the keyed-up mood of the entry into Jerusalem. They expect to see the kingdom established any minute. And though they are baffled and bewildered by one shock after another throughout the Last Supper, they never, to the last moment, lose their rooted notion about a sudden coup d'etat of some kind. The disciples had excitement. They had camaraderie in eating a meal with Jesus, and they had a growing nervousness throughout each turn of the meal and night. They had a basic understanding that Jesus was king, but a vast lack of understanding of what that meant Jesus had to do. Amidst that wide range of emotions, Jesus came to the disciples exactly how they were. And that's what Eucharist is for us each week. Jesus comes to us in these elements exactly how we are, nervous, feeling a kinship with our brothers and sisters, feeling discord, feeling deep intimacy with the Lord, or feeling far from Him. No matter where we are at, Jesus physically enters in through the body and blood. So we proclaim this. Each week, we proclaim Jesus is alive, just as the bread and wine are real things. Before Jesus' death, He taught us this tangible sign. And in the coming days, He will die and conquer death. And that same tangible gift, that same tangible sign he taught us, continues today. So how do we live in light of this proclamation? Our petition tells us, saying, Mercifully grant that we may receive it in thankful remembrance of Jesus Christ our Savior, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life. We petition that God would grant us the mercy to continually receive Christ's body and blood. When we partake in Christ's body and blood, His death and resurrection, we are given the pledge of eternal life. 2 Corinthians says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Jesus sacrificed His body and shed His blood that we may partake in His life. We receive life through him we could not obtain ourselves. This is why a communion minister administers the bread and the cup to you, giving you something, placing a gift in your hand for you to receive. Receiving isn't always easy. We'd often rather do it ourselves, make it happen on our own. So that's why we petition. We petition for the only one who can mercifully grant us his body to do so. One of my favorite things to imagine in the story of the Last Supper is the preparations for the meal. The couple disciples sent ahead, the master of the house, likely others helping to prepare the food, set the table and serve the food. The meal was prepared with intention, with eagerness. We, too, can receive the invitation to prepare for the Eucharist, to ready our hearts, to confess our sin, to confess those areas where we want to try to get through it all ourselves, and to get excited to feast on Jesus. The disciples sat down with Jesus at the table and received a gift, a meal, intimate communion with their Lord. 
And when we receive this gift, we receive it with thankful remembrance of our Savior. The Eucharist comes from the word Eucharisto, meaning I give thanks. When we receive Jesus' body and blood, we give thanks. We don't simply give thanks for the Jesus who was, but we give thanks for the Jesus who is and is to come. We remember and we rehearse, all while Jesus enters into the very moment of now. One day, giving thanks will not be as strained when the pledge of eternal life is fulfilled. Giving thanks will not be interwoven amidst grief and suffering, but instead, we will be like John, reclining on his Lord's shoulder, giving thanks and feasting in the heavenly kingdom, in a kingdom with no more suffering. So until then, we keep petitioning. We keep petitioning for the foretastes of the kingdom, for the moments of Eucharistic gratitude, for the presence of Jesus in and around us, a holy mystery that is among us always. Our colleague concludes saying, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, amen. We don't sit at this Eucharistic table alone. We are met by God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. By Jesus, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with us and can, can speak directly to our Almighty God. We have friends at the table. We have friends preparing a table for us in the wilderness. So today, as you enter into Maundy Thursday, however you may be doing that, how can you take this collect with you? Maybe you'll have the chance to receive Holy Communion at a service. Maybe not. The sacraments, like baptism and Eucharist, are special gifts we can receive. But even when we don't have the chance to partake in Eucharist, there are still signs of Christ's presence around you. Maybe you want to spend a few moments today sitting at your dining room table, imagining the story of the Last Supper and the presence of Jesus with you at your own table. Imagine the feast he may prepare for you. What meal is it that sits on your table ready for you to feast on? What is Jesus's expression as he looks at you and eats with you? If you have a quiet moment today, sit down and imagine this. Or maybe as you're preparing a meal today, whether it's a meal just for yourself or your family, you want to take time to dwell on the words Jesus spoke to his disciples as he prepared them for his death. As you physically prepare food, dwell with Jesus in his words of preparation. And most of all, as we celebrate the gift of Eucharist, give thanks today. Look for things all around you that you can express gratitude to God for because Jesus paved a way for you to say thank you. Hear these words of prayer again and receive Christ's presence with you. Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before he suffered, instituted the sacrament of his body and blood, Mercifully grant that we may receive it in thankful remembrance of Jesus Christ our Savior, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Recollect podcast. I'd love to hear from you and how you're praying the collects throughout the week. You can reach me on Instagram and Facebook at Recollect Podcast. Join us tomorrow for the Collect for Good Friday. Peace.